Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. We are going episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and using those episodes to talk about life things. Uh, today we'll be talking about episode three of season three, Faith, Hope, and Trick. All right, let's head into the library. Boom! Big episode. Oh yeah. Big episode because we meet Faith. Yeah. Huge. It's almost like... I'm already having like Sunnydale study group flashbacks to our first Spike episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty much. Where we all just kind of started just saying the word Spike. Spike. Yeah, yeah that's also what happened when she showed up in the episode. She's like, Faith. Yeah, we became like the like the we become like the um, seagulls in Finding Nemo. Faith, 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 Spark, This episode is uh, is great, and I think it really kicks off season three, which for me is the most Buffy-tastic. So seeing Agreed. Faith for the first time is when I'm like, this is Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like, what's about to come is all Buffy. Yeah. But I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because let's say you were traveling. Uh, let's say you were on the phone for an hour with England trying to find out about a watcher. Or let's say you went to the Watchers Council retreat and you didn't get a chance to watch this episode. That's fine because we have you covered on all your bases. Chris is going to summarize the entire episode in five super easy face scratchy sentences so chris take it away buffy is reacclimating to life in sunnydale where the gang has decided to embrace her after a bout of discomfort after her initial return and do so by encouraging her to get back into the dating game with a Handsome young mousy man named Scott Hope, who apparently has harbored a crush on her for a while. One. Meanwhile, a evening at the bronze. <laughs> Two. <Damn. laughs> uh, meanwhile, during an evening at the bronze, a person who is dressed in a way that implies that he's a vampire is, da- is dancing with a confident and uh, beautiful dancing lady who then walks outside and Buffy says, uh-oh, I don't know about that. The gang follows this girl out there and the girl kicks the crap out of this vampire and the gang soon deduces, as Oz says so eloquently, I'm going to go out on a limb and there's a new slayer in town. Two. Man, oh man, is Oz correct, because this is Faith the Vampire Slayer, who has been on the run, and despite her confident presentation of herself, is actually on the run from a hooved demon, uh, hooved vampire named Kukistos, who killed her watcher, is coming to kill her for maiming him across the eye, and has a uh, very Americanized, industry-loving sidekick vampire named Mr. Trick. Three. Buffy and Faith immediately clash because Buffy believes that she's being single white female because all of Buffy's friends love Faith. Joyce, uh, comma, Joyce loves Faith. Giles loves Faith. And Faith, 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 Faith. Just like a bunch of birds pouting out the word Faith. Everybody loves Faith. Until Faith sort of reveals that she's a pretty reckless slayer who almost lets Buffy die just getting out her bloodlust against this one vampire that she's pummeling to crap. Four. 
I have one more? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> Faith reveals that she's on the run and with Buffy's help kills Kakistos with a giant two by four and Giles who has been asking Buffy for more information about when she killed Angel finally gets the information brought out of Buffy that Buffy had to kill Angel after he was resold however and that was more of a therapeutic move on Giles's part as a <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Bobby goes to the scene of the of the angel kill puts down her clotter ring and then powers that be magic hums and there drops angel in all of his shiny naked butt cheeks exposed glory on the WB primetime angel's back <laughs> Five. Oh, geez, that was that was, that was good. Sorry, Actually, guys. I have to point out it was great because I was just rewatching this episode before you got here, mm-hmm. and then it ends, and Bailey was just like, "They're not even gonna let her reestablish her life." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, no, that doesn't." She's it was just, just great. getting it was just back like into perfect. it. Like, she's like, "Yeah, I'll go on a date with you," and it's like, "Boom!" It's like, "Oh, no, angel, no," because that's that's how Buffy works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, there is so much awesome. In this episode, yeah. so much awesome. Um, I I want to talk about Faith a lot, so I'm I'm thinking we'll push that a little bit back. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about Trick really quickly. Yeah, I love that Trick is this return to what we were talking about before that Spike and Drew kind of brought the little bad, the little bad, mm-hmm. and the modern little bad. Yes, right. Yes, because Kikitsos is still like very much like I I've been around for forever, whatever. And Trick is very much this interesting, not demon-strong threat. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a systematic threat against Buffy, right? Yeah. Right. And it's like Kakistos is kind of, or Kissing Toast, as he prefers to be called. <laughs> uh, he is like the master and the anointed one. Yeah. All combined and rolled up into one character in one episode. Yeah, they even wear similar colors. Yeah. And he's also like the master in that the master's feature... Ma- the master is so old that he became kind of bat-like in his features. Yeah. Whereas Kakistos is so old that he became kind of goat-like in his features. <laughs> so for all you uh, vampire scientists out there... What the hell is with that? <laughs> um, but, and then I also like the idea that, I mean, he, uh, Trick pulls a spike in that when when Kikistos is clearly being defeated, he's like, screw that guy. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. He's going to go for, to bigger fish in a bigger pond. Mm-hmm. Um, Trick is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had something I was totally gonna ask, and I forget what it was. So it'll come back. It'll come back to me. Later. Um, I'm gonna point out that I thought it was so clever that they ordered a pizza delivery guy. Yeah, like, ordering a pizza, mm-hmm. but like they're vampires, so they need the guy. I was like, oh man, that's so smart. If I was a vampire, I because I was like, oh man, it's, you can't just order food. You got to go out and get it. But no, you can you order don't? your yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, come directly to it you. It comes to you, and now we have Amazon great. now. Yeah, um, well, uh, see, the problem is if, if drones deliver stuff, then you can't eat the drones. Is Amazon now drones? No, 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 no. I think the whole, like, the um, Amazon is testing using drones to deliver stuff for, like, Prime Now and stuff. And you get uh, right that is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> this is what upsets you. Uh, the master looking like a bat 
fine. Uh, Conquista's looking like a goat. You know what? We just have to pocket it. But drones delivering things? That's it. That's scary. Yeah. I don't know if I'm scared by it. Well, now, I mean, if you have a drone, you have to register it. Because for yeah. a while, people just, just like, had Is there drones. more regulation on drones and guns? Yes, yeah. there are. That's it's insane. Terrifying. Scary. Imagine when they make gun drones, though. Then the dr- then those drones won't be regulated. Yeah, how's the how are we going to feel about that? Terrified, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know Ab- why. Abject I like, terror. How I are we going to feel about unregulated drones with guns on them? Uh, yeah, I think terrified is a very accurate... Probably, you're probably pretty scared, Bob. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, speaking of Trick's food um, that he gets... That's what I remembered I was going to say. Conquistos is uh, a, a, an just, alternate just terrible just universe. Was it? Kissing Toast? Kissing no, toast. Uh, or a Taquitos. Taquitos. Taquitos is an alternate universe terrible Riker. He just looks like Riker for some reason. Yeah, right? he It's does. like if Riker got bit by a vampire a long time ago. A that's goat vampire? A goat vampire. Um, yeah, no, Riker Chupacabra. Chupacabra is the goat thing that eats the goats. Yeah. Every time. It's like Frankenstein. <laughs> um... The uh, the burger place they go to to grab the burgers. Mm-hmm. I live around the corner from that place. Huh. No way! It's a coffee bean now, and they'll so come back gone. later. But uh, <laughs> it's still like you go there. It, we, maybe I'll go take a picture of it by the time this episode comes out. Like me in front of it. Uh, you go there and it looks like it in um, in Santa Santa Fe Santa, Santa Jose Santa Barbara. No. no. Where I live here in Los Angeles, where they shoot the show, where they shot the show. Oh, in down Culver? the street. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They shot. No, so that's an LA location. Yeah, it's an LA location, oh. and it comes back later in season seven. I didn't know that. For okay. another fast food thing. Interesting. No, it's a different place. Same place. That's a different chain. Oh well, the management. Yeah, all that changes. A lot happens in terms of okay, fast okay, food okay, business. Okay, 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 okay. Times, yeah, times are a changing when it comes to fast food. That's the double yeah. meat. That's the double sweet. So it's cool. It's cool to like be around like so many Buffy locations as like a Buffy mm-hmm. fan. Well, we have to go do our Buffy tour. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have to do, do the that. Buffy tour. Mm-hmm. Um, super take fun. a weekend. So yeah, that was that was one of two notes that I took on this episode. The other note I took was off-campus lunches? Question mark. Did you guys have that? Uh, no. Nope. We couldn't leave campus to go eat lunch. Definitely I not. do remember though when we had our internship class, we were allowed to leave. You had an internship class. Yeah, so it was like you'd spend half the day at your internship. So if you're doing that, you would stop and get oh. lunch on your way to your internship, and then go to the internship. It'd be funny if then you, you're allowed to drive. But that's at a communicator's class. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is like a super school. Yeah, it's it a super was, school. It like fun. at Xavier's school for communicators. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go off campus. Yeah. yeah. At Oyster River High School, you can go sit on the lawn. Yeah. And mm. I mean, it was really cool, except I crashed my car before I had my internship class. And oh then I God. had a carpool with someone that I hated. Oh. oh Initials? Uh, MS. Whoa. Whoa. Actually, I can say his name. Uh, no, I shouldn't say his name. He has a very, very generic name, but I already Matt. Michael Showalter. Was it Michael Showalter? No, it was way more generic. What do you think it's Michael Showalter? Way more generic than that. Um, Michael, Michael Snakeskin. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Snakeskin. We're getting back out to the yeah, the more ambiguous. Look that up in the phone book, man. Those pages of Snakeskin. Oh yeah. Kevin Snakeskin, Sally Snakeskin. Yeah. Um, I only say that because he lives out here now. And... Oh yeah, you don't. Oh. Want oh. Oh, oh um, no! Actually, it's not that person, <laughs> but that's funny. They have the same initials. We. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Really, you might listen to this podcast. Before we said too much, (laughs) let me talk about me vomiting again. (laughs) So, Holland is at this party (laughs) drinking a blue margarita. (laughs) 
Very blue. Yeah. Like the sky. And, uh, yeah, mystery men, color scheme, orange, onion dip. Um, <laughs> what I love is, though, that you had an uh, intern class, and the first thing that came to my mind was, like, you have to get there on time, and the class teaches you how to make a good cup of coffee, how to, like, well, write mine was treatments. Well, mine was at a radio station. Um, so it was super laid back. Which radio cold. station? Uh, the Rat. It, New Jersey radio station. The it was, Rat? It was The Rat. Yeah, it was the W-A-R-T. The Rat. Oh. It's a really cool, it's a really cool, like, big radio station. In, the um, Rat. In, like, Como, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Yeah. W-A-R-T. The Rat. What kind of I music? I still follow them on Facebook. It's, like, rock alternative. Oh. So, like, yeah. Savage Garden, Soundgarden. All the gardens. Garden of Eden. <laughs> Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Midnight. Eden, yeah. But it was cool. Midnight, yeah. I just remember because I got to make spots and like sometimes they would let us like record stuff. Ooh. And I remember that God said that I had a good voice for radio and the other kid I was interning with, not so much. But What did he sound like? <laughs> he told him that he just I'm should like, work hey. on his... Up next. No, he just... Welcome to rat. He just sounded awkward. I don't know. It's just... Because you have to... I don't know. You have to like enunciate and like be energetic and like blah, uh. blah, blah. And he just like, he just the way he talked. I don't, I'm already insulting this. I, she's just. There's a radio station here in LA me. where I get so annoyed because they have this weird, um, they have this weird like noise gatey effect where one track is like, has a lower priority than the other track. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, it's like, do, 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 do. And then it drops and like, so next up, do, 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 is going to be, do, 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 a song that, do, 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 do. And every time they take a break to which for local radio is all the time for some yeah. reason like radio cadence is like a period after every word mm-hmm. uh the sound pops back up and it drives me nuts that's weird that's i just so. realized that i was saying w-a-r-t instead of w-r-a-t the wart the wart <laughs> welcome to the wart we play the rock wart. alternative and we don't care about anything W-R-A-T. hygiene nothing it's hard the to wart. I, i'm very bad at spelling wart. words hag aloud um, oh. When I was a young warthog, that's, that's what their fans, their young fans. Are yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. I have a question. Proceed. I feel like Giles is the first uh, Giles's relationship with the council. Which yeah. We won't get into too much because later the Watchers season, Council. The Watchers Council. It's like, why is Giles? Why would he not be invited to the Watchers retreat? I mean, obviously, I know it was a fake Watchers retreat. Faith was lying, and the Watchers yeah, actually. Yeah, but there dead. is a real Watchers retreat that he does not get invited to anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but you're the, but you're the Slayer's Watcher. Yeah, the Slayer. You're the yeah. Slayer's Watcher. What are Watcher? all these other like? How are you not like the King Kong? You know, Captain America, Iron Man, star of the show of the Watchers, if you yeah. were selected to be, or is it like? That, like, because the, the, he is busy, they go drink pina coladas and do whatever they want. Okay. Because they're like, well, hopefully Giles has got to unlock. Okay. So they're kind of like, they're partying, doing nothing, and Giles mm-hmm. has to do all the work. Yeah. Okay. What uh, do you think, that Holland? makes sense to me. Maybe it's because uh, his Slayer, quote unquote, died, maybe in the same way that they're sending in a new Slayer. They Can you imagine? Or like you, you, your Slayer died, so you don't get invited. All anymore. the every Slayer that's died up until Buffy, the Watcher like goes back to the council and is like, "So when's the retreat?" Like, no, yours died. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't think I feel bad about that enough? I can't go kayaking. <laughs> this is all I got now. Uh, yeah, what happens? Uh, oh, does a Watcher go into? I guess the Watcher just helps with research, then just kind of tags back out and goes into your, hiding. You get your one shot. Yeah. And, uh... Speaking of something happening when something else happens, mm-hmm. I watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life for the oh, first time. Really? The first time? Yeah, a few weeks ago. Heartbreaking. The first time. You didn't watch so it during good. Christmas? 
I know, no. I've seen I usually so watch Jurassic times. Park during Christmas. Oh, I love that movie. I love It's Wonderful Life. Did you like it? I loved it. It's great. Really I sad. didn't realize that it was like it's so much not a Christmas and it's, movie. It's better when you're mm. older too, because I remember like my dad would watch it every year on Christmas, and I was like, oh my god, that and White Christmas. I was like, no, I don't want to watch these. And White now, Christmas freaks me out. But now that and White Christmas are my two favorite Christmas movies. Mm. Oh, I I'm sorry about what I just said. <laughs> I still think that White Christmas is about four aliens posing to be humans during Christmas. So that's a weird theory <laughs> that popped in my head. Wait, is that a movie? White Christmas. No. That movie sounds good. <laughs> wait, is that a real movie though? Uh, White Christmas. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. It's a I'm classic. Gonna, I'm gonna watch it next Christmas, so I will have to wait. But um, <laughs> Faith is in this episode. Well, this is Faith's episode. For the first time, and she is just instantly the best. I love her. I met Eliza Dushku. You guys know that, right? No. I met Eliza Dushku. In what way? Um, I was uh, meeting with a producer at Vertigo Entertainment, and she was coming in for an audition. I feel like I might have talked about this at one point. And then um, she was coming up the stairs, and I looked down, and I was like, oh my god, that's Eliza Dushku. And so I was like, she was like, do you know where the elevator is? And I was like, you know what? It's kind of hard to find. I'll show you. And I walked with her to the elevator, and I went to the elevator, and then she was like, I'm Eliza, by the way. I was like, I know. Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> And Peggy. <laughs> Peggy, get out. Um, just kidding. Peggy's actually a hero, man. She saved a baby's life. In real life? Yeah, in real oh. life. Um, so there's a Peggy Skyler, yeah. And she says, thanks, Omar. And you say, five by five. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. No. Uh, she was like, yeah, you know, never. Uh, I think the way that I sneak that she was like, I've never played a role like this. Um, and she made a reference to like what she was auditioning for. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they can pop it in the comics if they want to. But uh, I say you do it just now. And then she's like, oh, cool. And then it was like, I was trying like not to be creepy. But it's cool. And then afterwards I tweeted. Did you I was succeed? Like, I think so, because I tweeted at her later. And I was just, or I, was, I tweeted about her. And I was like, oh, I saw Liza Dushku today. She's super awesome. And she's like, thanks, dude. I totally found that elevator. Nice. And then said super nice dude, I think, was like how she concluded the tweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so she's great. She's super great. Awesome. Uh, you know, uh, I was on a plane with her once. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she, she and I share, we are both Albanian. And we are both East Coasters. She's uh-huh. from Boston, from New Hampshire. Uh, she was on the plane, and I remember I've like developed plane anxiety over the years. Uh-huh. And it like had been at like it's gotten a little bit better, but it was like in like one of its worst times uh-huh. at that point. And I was there, and she was on the plane. And I remember my friend Skylar. I'm like, Elijah Dushku's on my plane, and he sent me a text saying, "It means you should have faith." Oh, and nice. I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, if this plane goes down, she'll be the news story. Uh, I was going to say that the pilot just clicks on it and goes like, hi, everyone. Just want to test out the uh, intercom, make sure there's no echo. (laughs) (laughs) Any Dollhouse fans? And it's just quiet. And you're like, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I think it's good. I I don't have any. I never met Eliza Dushku, but I just remember when, uh, because she went back to school recently. Yeah. And when she went back to school, I was still at Emerson. And I was getting really excited because she was saying she was going back to school in Boston. And I was like, oh, man, what if she goes to Emerson? She probably won't, but what if? And then it turned out, I'm pretty sure she was, I don't know exactly where she was at, but I think she was at Suffolk, which is like, if you are familiar with Emerson at all, Suffolk is like our like joke rival because they're like also communication school and do some similar stuff. But like, it's not as hard of a school to get into. Oh, I see. They're like right on the same, like, Emerson is here and Suffolk is here, mm-hmm. and they like stole our colors. I don't know who uh, had the colors first, but like you're the yacht, they're the cruise similar. line. It's it's like one of those like dumb things because whatever at Emerson, but um her both of her I'm pretty sure both of her parents, at least her mom taught at Suffolk. Ooh. Um and like the whole reason why she didn't end up going to Suffolk and uh like 
didn't go to college right after high school is because she got the role of Faith on Buffy. Whoa. Um, and so, yeah, I remember that. And I was just really, because I would always, like, and she would, like, always, like, tweet her commute. And, like, I was also commuting into the city. And, like, I was like, why have I not just seen her on the train, just sort of on the bus or something? Because I remember I was like, we're both going to class in Boston. And I know it's a really big city where everyone is going to class. But, like, I just hoped that one day I was going to run her into her and I didn't. She's been present in all of her lives. And, well, the closest was she was on the Geek and Sundry stream, but not at the same time as me. Oh, so. Boo. It was while I was sleeping. God. While you were regret sleeping. sleeping. Another great Christmas movie. Is that a Christmas movie? While You Were Sleeping? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Starring Bill Pullman. Oh, he'd love it. I love Bill Pullman. Oh, he's okay. the best. All right. But so who else is the best is Faith. Yeah. So she is antithetical to a lot of stuff that Buffy stands for, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that their relationship is really interesting because they're, they're, it's like an alpha competitiveness. Obviously, they're both slayers. But Buffy picks up on her misery and no one else does. Yeah. I think it's because Buffy's recently gone through something of her own. Mm-hmm. So Buffy picks up on it. And I think Faith knows that Buffy sees through her veil of like, I'm chill. I'm cool. I'm whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Faith is coming off way too hard. Uh, and I feel like that's something I didn't pick up on as a kid. But as an adult watching the show again, I'm just like, oh, yeah. If I ever met someone who was just like, you know, five by five, everything's cool. I'd be like, no. There's something dark Something going, going on. on yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so weird because I remember just automatically being like, Faith is the coolest. And now as I'm going back and watching this, I relate so much more to Buffy that I was kind of like, oh man, Faith was kind of annoying at first. Like, yeah. I like Faith, but I was like, damn, if like she just like showed up and did that, I would also be pissed at her. Um, so it's weird mm. just watching it back because I feel like I like relate to Faith differently. Yeah. Like when you're in that scene where she's like giving all her stories and... Everybody's. Yeah, because yeah, at this like, point, like Buffy every- still just got back. Yeah, but I feel like everyone's been in that experience too, where like you're like you're the cool one, and then like someone comes in who's like slightly cooler than you and starts telling like slightly cooler stories. You're like, fuck. Yeah, puppy syndrome. I was the cool one for once. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like you're the youngest, or like you're the this, or like you're the most of something, and then someone else comes in who's more of that than you, and mm-hmm. you're just like, no. I if I'm visiting somewhere else. Uh, it's better in foreign countries, but like even in like Chicago or whatever, and I'm like the Californian or the American, and I'm like telling stories, and people are just like, oh my god, have you ever met celebrities? Like, well, you know, whatever. And then someone else comes, like, oh, I'm also from LA or whatever, and then they start talking to them. My first thought is, I will smother you tonight with a pillow. (laughs) I will kill you, and I will be the only interesting person (laughs) from now on. How dare you take my spotlight? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like Buffy says, she's the one getting single white female. Yeah. Seen that movie? Oh yeah, I love it. Do you know what it is? Single white female star. Have you seen The Roommate? Bridges. Oh, that's one where she tries to take her identity. Leighton Meester? Yeah. Leighton, that was I figured that was the concept where she tries yeah. to like, steal the um, Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it's, yeah, she, uh, a crazy roommate starts to take over her life. Yeah. yeah. Here's, okay, so with Buffy and Faith, here's kind of what I think, and I'm not saying anything going forward or whatever, I'm just saying from this episode, I'm really trying to crack down on exactly... And I know that when we get later and we see more of Faith, there's a lot of essays written about Faith. There's a lot more we can jump into. Yeah. Pretty much every episode in season three somehow relates to like something Plato wrote. So like, there's so much to dive into. Oh. It's a really, really smart season. But my takeaway from this episode is that Faith operates outside of society and societal expectations, mm-hmm. whereas Buffy fits into society. And that's where they clash. Where... Faith is like, we're stronger. We could do whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that is 
excluding a lot of society. Whereas Buffy tries to fit in. She's just recently experienced exile, right? Even when she came back, she was still in exile. She's mm-hmm. stuck outside the school. Um, and she wants to fit in. Faith is fine standing out, being on her own, jumping ship whenever she needs to to get out of town. You know, even rules like don't take food off people's plates or whatever doesn't apply to her, you know? Right, yeah, like they leave for a second and she is just eating on it. fries. Yeah. She's eating salad with her hands. And it's not because she's like starving. It's not like a no. Mowgli situation. Not even, Mowgli didn't even yeah. do that. No. No. I don't even know if Mowgli no, was hungry. I think but Mowgli I, had Mowgli. ample food. I totally... From Jungle Book? What, yeah, no. What, how is Mowgli related? I was just trying to think of like a character that like might be hungry. I can't think of one. Uh, Tom Star Hanks when he gets Marvin? back from the yeah Star of Marvin from Parks from South Park. Park yeah Mowgli's a fighting <laughs> I forget I was just gonna say something you were talking about who was hungry um, <laughs> I was about hungry no but I I feel like it's something that I can really relate to because I'm one of those people that like I try and be polite in a lot yeah. of situations um, and you learn very quickly especially I feel like it's really big being out here or just like if you want to like working in an industry that's competitive like you can't be polite you have to be super confident super obnoxious and like even if you don't know what you're doing you have to take up space like literally i remember one time i was going to a job interview that i was nervous about and this guy who i didn't really know was like oh well you just got to take up space you know just like if you take up space it makes you more confident and i was like what are you even what? saying he's Lock like yeah. the doorway no but then i was thinking but then you think about <laughs> lay like, on the desk no but then you, you but you you see how like some like guys will sit sometimes with, like their legs open or like their arms out like this and like i'll notice like my biggest pet peeve is like if i'm sitting next to a guy and he like has his arm out so that uh, it's like kind of over me but it's not he just wants to sit with his arm out and i'm like you don't need to take up that much space yeah but this guy was literally was telling me like just now no okay sorry no i was just someone was sitting to me okay. the other day it wasn't even we're we sitting around to, this microphone yeah. really closely yeah. during the wind the i'm just recording, calling chris of... out right now no 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 okay. but it's no it's because like we need to get close to, it's fine okay i wasn't i swear okay. to god i wasn't calling you out cool. i was calling out someone else who yeah, that was my intent. No, no, no. I was just trying to take up space. No, but it's the thing. And they're like, oh, if you take up space, you're more confident. And it's just like one of those things that really irks me because maybe it's because like I'm just not very confident and it it bothers me that other people can be confident. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you see someone like like in the instance where like Faith is like talking to the guy and Buffy's like, oh, no, but I was interested in the guy. Or if like if someone like has a conversation that you want to have or talks mm-hmm. to someone that you want to talk to and it's just kind of like just like does it. And you're like, oh, no, but like I wanted to do that thing or like yeah. I deserve to do that thing. But I just didn't because I was trying to be polite and just, oh, God damn it. And like someone else does something that you really want to do. But like you just don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Whether it's because you're trying to be polite and you think it's the right thing to do, or maybe you're just like afraid to do something. Yeah. So, but it, it's yeah, it's so weird to like have someone else come in that's just like, oh, this better version of you. Yeah. That, like, does all the stuff that you want to do, and you're like, God fucking damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. Sucks. And also, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this happens. So, like the it's it's like that. I don't know. I'm trying to. I was gonna say something probably like mildly inappropriate according to my own um, book of morals. But someone who's more exciting, right? Yeah. Coming in and everyone being like, oh, this person's exciting. This person's new and fresh. And without taking into consideration, like, yeah, because they're just brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, you got to find the fun, B. It's just like, well, we should probably evaluate, like, why, what Faith's personality is like, though. Mm-hmm. And it's different because they're high schoolers. I'm not mad at Willow or anything like that. But right. I'm saying, like, I feel like that happens a lot of times, too, where people are just like, but that person's so cool and chill or whatever. It's like, they just got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can afford to be, like, super cool and chill. Like, give it, like, a week and, like, see how that happens. That's not a standard personality type unless it's proven over time. Like, mm-hmm. Oz is very chill, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing to be like, Oz is so cool. I want to be like Oz. He's very stoic or whatever. 
but like everyone's reaction to faith is is really interesting and such a funny dumb thing we do as humans we're like that person's cool like yeah for now <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think it's really mature of buffy to see past that mm-hmm. right what do you think about how buffy when buffy snaps on her yeah it's basically angel is where she snaps yeah is it's like you're not allowed to talk about this and i have now broken down all polite barriers yeah and i am letting you know right away i think you're full of shit yeah yeah i personally i feel like maybe holland you and i might side on this I prefer it, mm-hmm. that kind of interaction. Yeah. I know it's like snapping or whatever, but I'd rather someone be honest, whereas everyone else is yeah. just like... I mean, she had to, and she yeah. was pissed, and it well, followed up with her. It's being... really hard because in situations like that, like if you are annoyed with someone, it gets to a point where like every little thing they do will annoy you, and then there's yeah. usually just like, again, speaking mm-hmm. from experience, uh, there's usually that one thing that they do that you're just like, okay, well, that's fucking it. Like Now I'm going to snap at you. You've been getting on my nerves, but I'm just going to call mm-hmm. you out like, these are all the things you do. And then usually like they get up and it, it but, it, and it's, I notice it because like I do it a lot. Like instead of like, if someone does something and me confronting them and be like, Hey, you did this thing. And this kind of annoyed me. I usually just wait until it has built up enough that I'm like, that's fucking it. Like, yeah. That's the last straw. Mm-hmm. And then flip out. And I'm like, Oh, I could have handled the situation better. But like, that's usually how that like yeah. goes down. Especially when something's built up with like, like confidence is supposed to be genuine. Right? That's the idea of confidence. Mm-hmm. If someone's confident in themselves, it's a genuine thing. And if they're not, if they're conf- if they're seemingly confident, but you can tell that it's disingenuous, that loops back to being super not confident, you know? Uh, and I think that Buffy was picking up on that with faith. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like in, in my life I've learned where it's just like, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, instead of like faking it, like I feel like I did that like a lot in high school, I'm like, I'm cool, I'm fine with everything, like I'm, you know, I'm hip, everyone likes me. Instead now if I'm just like, no, I'm sorry, I'm uncomfortable in the situation, mm-hmm. it's a lot more, uh, I feel like I get a better response from that. Than... Yeah. Well, and then you realize as you get older that like if you like, oh, I'm insecure about this thing or like, oh, I'm so nervous about this, like someone else you may think like totally has it handled will also admit that they are yeah. also nervous about the thing and nothing makes you feel better than being able to like wallow in misery together and like like just discuss your nerves with someone else and it's like oh you're also nervous about thing this thing but you seem like so cool and on top of it oh you're also worried i'm so glad we could admit this to each other as individuals yeah yeah and like get through this instead of dealing with someone who's like oh yeah i know everything about this and then you like call them out on not actually knowing and like mm-hmm. oh what are you talking about I'm like now you're just pissing me off because yeah. you clearly are in the same boat as me and mm-hmm. i've told you that i am uncomfortable but you are just acting like everything is fine which is not true so what a joy like, yeah i mean there's people like that mm-hmm. yeah like and Chris. you come to p- hmm? <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just like i'm clearly like thinking of like specific instances and just like ranting about them right now and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh man yeah, I'm, right. I'm not actually talking about you. Well, because before you yeah. thought I was Chris, talking about put you. your arm down. Dude. <laughs> your arm I is wrapped just, around both of us. I didn't just pat you. Like a goddamn Slender Man, please. <laughs> I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> no, it's I Stop puffing out your shoulder. chest. <laughs> it was meant as a sign of, hey, no, no worries. No touching. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> so, you're so flustered. You're like, I'm sorry for anything I did. I'm, I'm like, it's not you. Oh, God. <sighs> um... But I, uh, I mean, you definitely pity Faith. Yeah. Like once you kind of get to the reveal, the Watcher being dead. That sucks. Yeah. So you imagine what if that happened with Giles? But then she also, she also has a line where she says, "My dead mother hits harder than that." 
She says mother, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Because those are just like two bombshells where you're just like, did she just say that? Damn. Yeah. No, she's an orphan. Yeah. Bastard. Son of... <laughs> sorry. It's a... Sorry. Sorry. Just live with the Hamilton. The $10 found in Slayer without a mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, oh, but it's, so she's she's an orphan. Her watcher is dead. She lives in a desolate apartment where she can't pay the rent. Well, it's a hotel it's room, like a motel, right? Oh, it's like a hotel yeah. room. Motel. Okay, okay. 18 bucks a day? Hotel, Damn. hotel. That's a great rate. And she can't even pay that. Yeah, well, she doesn't have a job. <laughs> no. She's... She's got kind of a sad existence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not... And then you finally find that out, and then Buffy kind of comes in and does her first sort of, like, I'm going to kind of parent you moment, which Faith despises yeah and until of course just, then they suddenly kind of get tugged into that conquistos moment yeah he's just right at the doorway mm-hmm. ugly Riker. have you ever been friends with people like that like i'm thinking back and i feel like i've had like a couple friendships like that with someone who like everyone thinks is really cool and you just really want to be their friend because they seem like this really cool like the cool person mm. but, but then, then you kind of are like Ugh, this no but yeah and then you find out that they have all these like way like deeper seated issues that you did not want to get involved in like mm-hmm. i remember yes. like in particular growing up like i had a friend i think i was in like the third grade and she was like a year or two older and i thought she was so cool and everyone was kind of like you should probably like avoid her and i was like no 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 she mm-hmm. seems great and then we got to be pretty good friends and then i just kept getting into these really weird situations with her like that were like not good and then i was like oh man i fucked up no. everyone was right this girl was not as cool as i thought she was uh i went to santa barbara where for college there we go if you're playing the bingo game at home take a shot yeah uh of oh, orange references. juice of wheatgrass yeah uh unless you're allergic to it then don't actually just play the plate with little coins um where i feel like a lot of people put out this image or there is there's sort of this uh like, there's, like, the idea of, like, the other, right, which we see and we're just, like, oh, people, like, they have these clear signs that they've got stuff going on with them. Like, they might look a certain way. Maybe they wear dark clothes or whatever. Like, do they listen to, I don't know, the Smiths or whatever? You're, like, that person probably has depression. But other people don't because they don't listen to Smiths. And Santa Barbara's a place where everyone's pretty and everyone's, like, super fit. And you meet so many girls and guys who are just, like, on the brink of a nervous breakdown constantly. And you're, like, mm-hmm. and but no one picks up on it because you assume pretty people are happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a big thing which is also present at Buffy. And I feel like I had a lot of people, I had a roommate one time who was just like, everyone's like, damn, what's her deal? I'm like, well, she's kind of addicted to drugs. Um, she has a lot of like family issues going on right now. Uh, yeah, I, that's what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, as, uh, as, uh, as Daisaku Akeda says, before you uh, compare yourself with another, first win the war with yourself. Ooh, that's good. But also like as a general rule, if people like are cool and like this is this is a PSA and people are really cool when you do do drugs with them they're usually doing the drugs because there's something else going on yeah and maybe you don't want to uh they hang out and do drugs with them because they just want someone to I don't I don't know how much I'm gonna go into this but just as a general PSA like if, if someone there's needs, usually something else in addition to yeah drugs. it's there's people who seem cool and if they need your company and there's substance abuse involved. That's yeah. two red flags. It's usually like a... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. The psychologist Roasting would have a lot to say about that. In what fact, would he say? Uh, the, you know the whole thing about the big other? Do you know about that? I don't. Uh, so the big other, the capital O other, is we have we feel incomplete a lot, a lot in our life and then we see someone that we feel like might complete us because they have 
confidence or money or whatever. And so we become interested in them. It might be attraction or it might just be like friendship or whatever. But it's like, I, why would I like someone who like wears leather jackets and is like in a biking or whatever? Like why, like I would have nothing Into in biking? Do you mean like have a motorcycle? Or like a BMX. Uh, no, biking. BMX. A leather jacket and has like one of those little like 90s. Into biking. Just tech, tech tech around. Yeah. yeah. Tech, tech, yeah. Oh. <laughs> just grinding. Yeah. I'm talking about Derek, the super cool 14 year old. We know, we all know him. He rides around the court. He looks awesome. He was so cool. <laughs> he was so cool. Oh, but then he got into ITT tech and I was such a nerd. Oof. Loser. Loser. Uh, no, but the idea is that like there are people who have um, traits that we wish we had, right? Like Plato's whole thing of like, what? why do we value art, right? Like it's because it has stuff that we don't have, like balance, harmony or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. why we surround ourselves with art. Same thing is with the people, according to this thing, where it's like, it, you see someone who's confident, you're attracted to them not because you both meet in that, because you're not confident and you perceive confidence with them. And by dating them, you'll be able to ascertain a little bit or associate a little bit with their confidence. It's also why a lot of people fall in love with their psychologists because they think that or psychologists teachers. have answers. Or teachers. Because they think they have answers and they, and the, the subject, the person, feels like they don't have answers. So they want to be around someone who does have answers. But being around them won't give you answers. Unless it's literally a test. In which case, dating a teacher <laughs> or, is not a bad idea. Well, That's it's, a pretty good study. Or maybe it's love. Uh... Yeah, but I'm sure yeah. there's instances where it's love. Oh, I'm sure, but I also think that that's there's still psychological that's psychologically unhealthy. You can be in love with someone for bad reasons. Yeah, no, totally. Just look at Buffy, I think we've all just had look at Buffy that. And Angel. I think we all have that uh, right now. Mm-hmm. With I can't finish this joke. I couldn't <laughs> think of something funny. This just got sad. <laughs> yeah. With taquitos. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tell you guys about who I'm in love with when we turn this off, and it is un. Healthy. <laughs> I'm half joking. It's, I'm half it's joking. Buffy. I mean, it's I Buffy and she's a fictional character. But okay, really quickly, I, mean, just, uh, uh, I see that hand yes. getting close to the bell. Um, but really quickly, to cap on that, if, mm. we're, if we're talking about that on faith, it is with Buffy. I think being in love with Buffy is okay. Hey, <laughs> says someone who's very irrationally and unhealthy in love with Buffy. Um, but it's something that I think. One of the great benefits of it, instead of being like, oh, this crazy conspiracy that our brains do this, knowing that is good. For example, like I have certain things that I look for in people and I get like really attached to people. Mm-hmm. And then knowing that I have a pattern of behavior where I'm just like, oh, this person seems like funnier than me. I like really want to be their friend. I'm like, no, I only want to be their friend because I think they're funnier than me. This is a bad example. No one is funnier than me. But <laughs> saying that this was a scenario um, where... Uh, I would know that and I would be able to stop myself from unhealthy relationships because I know that that's the reason that's going through, right? So analyzing your behavior and knowing what you would look for in a big O other person uh, allows you to make sure that you're staying on track for healthy relationships. Wow. Right? Was that fun? That wasn't fun. No. That wasn't fun at all. That wasn't fun at all. (laughs) Know yourself. But I think it was good. I mean, I think that... And my, my, my full, uh, my evolving thoughts on love 
very much kind of aligned with Spike's philosophy on love, which I will save for an episode that he may or may not come back in. You're just the teasing series. at everything. You're teasing at people's because names. Because you have to tune back again to know it because it is a very specific Spike speech that defines God, I how I believe about. in uh, love. Oh, I thought of a good example so I don't have to do a self deprecating funnier than less funnier than. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, Lots of times you'll see guys falling in love, like older men, quote unquote older men, falling in love with younger women. And they'll constantly say it's for another reason, right? They'll constantly say like, oh, she's so funny. She's so smart. We get along. We like the same kind of music. Uh, at this point, I'm just quoting the movie Juno. Um, but it's because that they have an issue. Her eggs are more viable. Her <laughs> eggs are more viable than my wife who can't give birth. Uh, she played Electra. Um, <laughs> uh, but lots of times... Um, you'll see that it's because they have issues with their age and their idea of aging and they're constantly wanting to date someone with youth, which is something you can't, you can't date someone who's younger than you and get younger. Yikes, but Chris Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you insulting last week's guest? <laughs> Nerdist himself. Um, but that's a, that's a prime example of that. Of that's slash like right? any men, George Clooney. I mean, any older. <laughs> One time, I Who was catering a party. With George Clooney. Ha- yeah, and George Clooney closed down. I mean, George Clooney often is the last guest at a party, mm-hmm. uh, and Ooh. it was George Clooney. We had to wait till like four in the morning because George Clooney and like these three super young women were like all on a couch together, and then finally we were like, "All right, George Clooney, you gotta get the hell out of here. Like- you gotta get out of here, and you gotta grow." The- F up. And he was like, am I closing down the party again? And then he like walked out with all the with all the ladies. He was like Gaston and those three singing. Uh. That's another thing. Belle, not the most attractive person in town. Sorry, I'm going to be shallow and say it. Of course she is. What? I think She's she not is. The, as pretty. What is it, what, what's Gaston's line? Uh, in the town, there's only she who's as beautiful as me. Right? And there's only she is beautiful. That's Gaston me. is not deep, so he's going off of physical features. I mean, are we using Gaston's beliefs of beauty? It. Yeah. Yeah, because but are it's we, from him. But are we using his uh, his standards? <laughs> Colin's as... face right now is just like we cannot go in this territory, guys. <laughs> Does Gaston dictate that town's beauty standards? According to Gaston's perspective, yes, because he's singing from his perspective. And I don't think Gaston's that deep, so it's not like he's like, she's so smart because she reads books. I think that's beautiful. I think Gaston is just like, she's as beautiful as me, but I would argue there are other people, according to Gaston's point of view, that are as beautiful as Gaston in that town. But as we will learn through Buffy and Angel, song is often where your true heart is expressed. So I think Gaston actually does believe that Belle is the most beautiful in town. Damn he's it. saying it. I can't argue with that. Because he's saying it. And speaking of bell, that is oh, our oh, warning oh. bell. No, it's we the can't. warning bell. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I have one. What are the? Oh, yeah. Because we haven't talked about this yet. We haven't. But talked we can't about... talk about it now because we got to go to the extra cooker activity. But we haven't talked about the elephant in the room where it happens. Angel at the end of the episode. Oh, oh we have to talk well, about Angel. well, you know what? We'll fade out the music at the end and we'll come back to it. The but before, because but I... before we get to that, <laughs> we're gonna do an extra cooker activity, which hey, maybe might involve that. I don't know. Um, where we're gonna make something up on the spot inspired by the episode. Uh, we have no idea what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be fun. Uh, Holland, what are we doing this week? God, I can't decide between Buster Keaton or the Slayer. Oh, damn Pride it, we didn't parade. talk about Buster Keaton at all in the so film festival on State do, Street. Maybe we should do Buster Keaton. Okay, what are we gonna do about Buster what Keaton? What was the other option? Sorry. Uh, the Slayer. Sorry. <laughs> Don't touch me! <laughs> Don't. No, it's stop! No, Chris Mr. Fantastic, so please fun. keep your <laughs> gangly, stretchy arms to yourself. Uh, 
Any, I feel like anytime I like complain about like guys being super touchy, like all guys are like, am I allowed to touch you? I'm like, no, no, no. It's, I don't. Do we all sound like weird. that after you do it? No, 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 no. Cause you could, I think you can tell like, oh, I'm going to say something that doesn't sound good. Do uh, it. I, that's been me the whole podcast. No. <laughs> Remember Omar's thing about like know. being the WikiLeaks of friendship? Yeah. <laughs> To it. But I just I feel like in general like there there are That's some like, like I don't know like I'm not hug I like hugging people like I am fine with touching people but also like I don't like it when like random people like touch me yeah like I get weird yeah. about when people you don't really know like right there's so, a protocol like, there are some people that are just very touchy people and I get kind of like weirded out when like yeah. they are just like touchy but then like I'll I'll bring it up in conversation mm. and then people get very kind of like oh that means I will never touch you and I'm like no 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 if we're friends like you can touch me, but like, if I don't really know you that well, like, yeah. I get weird. So then I it get just that. turns into this weird. So then some people are like, "Am I allowed to touch you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "If yeah. that person has that voice, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna edge on baby." Not <laughs> someone ever said, "Can I allowed to touch you?" <laughs> I know that I'm dripping with a mysterious <laughs> liquid, but ignore it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ignore it. <laughs> Uh, Do you no, want to come to my cavern and watch Chris, Making a Murderer? Every time Chris touches me on the shoulder, he's like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like I'm getting electrocuted now. Like, <laughs> ouch! I'll just make believe I'm rogue. That's good. That's why she's my favorite character. Uh, yeah. And then I touch Holland, and then I just want to go and watch the new X-Files episodes, even though everybody's telling me that they're fine. <laughs> Everyone's saying that they're pretty good. X-Files fans, brave. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are we? Um, what are we doing uh, for extra quick there? I think that was it. It was a secret trick. <laughs> that was, was a trick. Good. It was it a was trick. Faith, hope, and then that was the trick. Yeah, that was actually um, quick. I'm fine with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing it at Buster Keaton film is gonna be hard because it was silent. I know. <laughs> Except for that one Twilight Zone episode he's in. Yeah. Oh man. Or Sunset Boulevard. Oh yeah. Boulevard. That was a fun one. Um, he like did a lot of cleaning, right? Like, yeah, he, like, like, he did like, a lot of sweeping. Yeah, he would like did comical like bouncing. Did you guys ever see the movie Betty and June? That like oh, yeah, I have that on course. DVD also. It's on my we're, shelf. Yeah, we're okay, <laughs> cool. referencing movies that are just sitting on my shelf. <laughs> Where Johnny Depp is like uh, a Buster Keaton type figure. Mm-hmm. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> it's a choice. Okay, um, <laughs> they made it. We can also do the the Slayer Pride Parade. Oh, great, great. Oh, that's a cute oh, yeah. idea. Slayer Okay, so let's, great. I let's love it. Let's go to the Slayer Pride Parade. Are we like the three commentators? Like the three the Slayer Pride Parade? Yeah. All right. Don't they look lovely, June? And if you're just joining us, yes, that's right. We are at the Slayer Pride Parade today. Yes, indeed we are. And now I've seen a lot of vampire slayers in my time. All of them extremely fit, extremely beautiful, and all of them marching together today, which is just two people. Because yeah. there's only two living slayers. That is right. That's right. Oh, I do I do love a good parade, guys. And these these two slayers are looking very, very lovely. Um, they seem to be kind of arguing about who's going to be at the front of the parade. It is hard mm. because there are only two of them. Yes. Uh, they seem to be... a uh, a few few fisticuffs have been uh, have been brought, but uh, I don't. They still lovely, lovely parade, lovely day for a parade. Mm-hmm. Yep, we we might walk hand in hand, but we really walk alone in fear. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. I do see there are a few people on the on the sidelines today, more than usual. Uh, mm. I see. Looks like 
uh, maybe a mother of one of the Slayers seems to be waving some pom-poms, has a band. Oh, very excited. she very looks uncomfortable excited. to be at yes, the parade a yes, little bit, but, but uh, still here nonetheless. Yes. But man, does that woman moisturize. Oh, man, yeah, wow, yeah. Just, what is that flag that she is waving? Does she get that at some kind of designer art district? Because it looks like she has taste. Yes. It, uh, it looks Nigerian. Yeah, it does. And it looks old and looks like it was taken out of a museum. I love it. I love it. And then over there, we can see a few of it looks like some high school students, right? Out during their lunchtime. Yeah, of course. I mean, hey, as long as they're seniors, because they then they can, can go wherever they want. Do what you will. If you have a car, <laughs> then you go around. Hey, maybe you have some kind of van that you carry band equipment in. I don't know these things. But it looks like they are having a good time. A little touchy, a little mm-hmm. too makey outy, I believe yeah. is the way they would put it. But yeah, hey, they should teens. decouple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Decouple. Now, fun fact I learned just before uh, we started recording and I was mm. getting my little little half coffee, half cold water. Yes. Was. Uh, <laughs> 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 was that there was a float removed from the parade this year? It was a pinata shaped like Principal Snyder. <laughs> Really? Yes. Apparently, the mayor wasn't a huge fan of it, so it was removed. Oh, oh man. what did it? What did it look like? Was it was it just his head, or a... it was just his head hmm. with a little body in a suit? Oh, yeah. Wow. And inside of it, it wasn't candy. No, no, it was just little thumbtacks. Little, yeah. And uh, little... some some brain, big brains. Wow. I admit that memo, Charlotte. Charlotte, I did not know you did these kind of things. Yeah, I think that's uh, why they uh, vetoed it. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's very insensitive to a lot of religions present here at the parade. Oh, of course. And, you know, Mayor Wilkins is very inclusive of all religions. Is that his name? I hadn't heard it yet. You know what? I read it in a a paper. Oh, okay. Tomorrow's paper. Oh, well, I can't wait to read it. Yeah, or maybe next week's. You remind me of the ABC Family Show where that guy got tomorrow's newspaper. Early edition. Early edition, yep. Of course. I only saw it on the reruns on UPN. Oh, I would buy that on DVD. You know what? Let's get it. Let's start a petition. Some are. Proud Family's not on DVD. I found out the other day. Really? Yeah. The Proud Family? The Proud Family. Is not on DVD? Yeah. Charlotte, do you remember Proud Family? Yeah, I do. I do remember Proud Family. Oh, yeah. wow. The PJs, I don't think, is on DVD either yet. Oh, that's a travesty. It no. should. Yeah. Mm. But when we start the early edition petition, maybe we can throw a little bit of an extra <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. Count me oh. in. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our commentary on the Slayer Pride Parade. Again, this is, uh, if you're driving out to meet it, you have missed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, hopefully they'll both be around. <laughs> I, that was kind of my favorite extra cookie that yeah. we've done in a long time. Yeah, that was that great. Was, that was uh, pig brains, that's going <laughs> to haunt me for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah, that was a, a curveball. Thumbtacks of pig brains. That was a curveball. A curveball that hit a pig in the head <laughs> and its brains came and, out. And with thumbtacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one Sorry. wants that accommodation. Oh, Pig brains inside of a Snyder themed. Yeah, JP, you want to do something with that? J pig brains. J pig brains or Kath? I'm sorry, that's not your name. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, but I. I actually cried watching this episode. Not a lie. That's not like one of those people being like, oh, I cried. Uh, and it's not for you to pity me, but I just felt like I should share it because I actually experienced it. But um, when Buffy revealed that she had to kill mm-hmm. Angel to Giles. It's crazy, man. I was like, 
Ugh. And then the amazing. song, and then their song starts. Yeah. And I was like, she loves them. Oh no. It's so good. It's so good. Speaking of so good, it's so good to be talking about season three. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for we're we're really into it now. We're yeah. really in season three. We're just going to keep going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate everyone's support and all the awesome comments. Please keep sending us your Slayer stances. Hashtag Slayer stance. Mm-hmm. We would love to send you a button in exchange for a Slayer stance. You can oh, yeah. draw it, take a picture, do whatever you want. Uh, and we will, yeah, we are just going to keep going forward. Uh, but before we get to the next episode, which is awesome, Chris, where can they find you? Hello, my name is Chris Bermonti. You can find me as a Montioc on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can find me performing with a group called Robot Teammate. We do musical improv. Or you can follow at Hamilton's LA on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, I'll only say that in this one because I think our next sing-along is going to be done and I'm not going to necessarily plug that forever. But it's a fun thing and it's a new fun thing that I'd like to get excited about. So check that out. How about you, Holland? Where can they find you? Uh, my name is Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Instagram Farkland, Facebook Holland Farkas. Uh, I write articles sometimes on the internet. I also work for Rocket Jump, and you can see uh, my team's videos once a week on Wednesdays, or you can come watch me on Twitch on Wednesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Ooh, Whee! yeah, we're still in PST till March, huh? Then it becomes PTD. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I believe so. I believe it's March. It's okay. It's fine. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm Omar. You can also find me at <laughs> youtube.com slash two broke geeks. Uh, that's youtube.com slash two broke geeks, number two. Uh, you can also find me on my own personal Twitter at Omar Najam. Uh, and I think, I'll say this now, uh, I'll be, although hopefully this won't affect you guys, I'll be in Australia for a little bit and I'm going to be trying to do daily content. I'll be hanging out with the previous guest, Dale. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Najam. So I'll be putting up some stuff there. You can cool. check out. Maybe we could do a, an afar. We can have Dale as, and, as a oh, guest. Oh, that would be great. That would be fun. End. I would love to see how it's how it looks from the other end. Yeah. Um, and you can find out anything <laughs> and everything Sunnydale City Group related at SSG Podcast. Again, it's at SSG Podcast on Twitter. Sunnydale City Group on Facebook. And we're also on Instagram. So please check us out. We'd really appreciate it. Again, we cannot say enough how much we love doing this, how much fun it is, and how much we appreciate all the feedback, all the pictures you guys make. Every just It's so cool to be part of this community, and with faith in it now, man. That's awesome. And it's I, only good. And I just found, so Kat from Robot Teammate apparently posted, she was one of six finalists for the Dan Villas Fund Scholarship which gives mentorship and money to actors who dream big in memory of late casting director Dan Velez. And her essay was chosen over 400 submissions, and it was a panelist that included SMG herself, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Wow! Congratulations. Awesome. That's Still cool. making dreams come true, man. What SMG. a hero. All right, we'll be back next week to talk about some beauties and some beasts. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then.
Have you ever been friends with people like that? Like, I'm thinking back, and I feel like I've had, like, a couple friendships like that with someone who, like, everyone thinks is really cool, and you just really want to be their friend because they seem like this really cool, like, the cool person. Mm. And then you, like, get to be friends with them, and then you learn that they're actually... <laughs> Bless sorry. you. That they're actually That just was a... right in the middle of your <laughs> sentence. <laughs> that they're actually just <laughs> a sneeze. <laughs> sneeze. No, there's, then... there's blue margarita all over the place. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> to myself. <laughs>